Hello and welcome to episode 659 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this evening. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Thursday, September 21st, 2023, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us begin with the great saint and doctor of the church, Alphonsus Liguri's Thursday prayer to the Most Blessed Virgin Mary to obtain heaven. <clears throat> O Queen of Paradise, who reignest above all the choirs of angels, and who art the nearest of all creatures to God, I, a miserable sinner, salute thee from this valley of tears, and beseech thee to turn thy compassionate eyes towards me, for whichever side they turn, they dispense graces. See, O Mary, in how many dangers I now am, and shall be, as long as I live in this world, of losing my soul, of losing heaven and God. In thee, O lady, I have placed all my hopes. I love thee and sigh to go soon to see thee and praise thee in heaven. Ah, Mary, when will be that day on which I shall see myself safe at thy feet and contemplate my mother, who has done so much for my salvation? When shall I kiss that hand which has delivered me so many times from hell and has dispensed me so many graces when, on account of my sins, I deserve to be hated and abandoned by all? My lady, In life, I have been very ungrateful to thee, but if I get to heaven, I shall no longer be ungrateful. There I shall love thee as much as I can in every moment for all eternity, and shall make amends for my ingratitude by blessing and thanking thee forever. I thank God with my whole heart, who gives me firm confidence in the blood of Jesus Christ and in thee, and the conviction that thou wilt save me, that thou wilt deliver me from my sins, that thou wilt give me light and strength to execute the divine will, and in fine, that thou wilt lead me to the gate of paradise. Thy servants have hoped for all this, and not one of them was deceived. No, neither shall I be deceived. O Mary, my full confidence is that thou hast to save me. Beseech thy son Jesus, as I also beseech him, by the merits of his passion to preserve and always increase his confidence in me, and I shall be saved. Today, friends, we're going to take look at a brief article that was published today, as I'm recording this, September 21st at 1peter5.com by the editor-in-chief of 1peter5, Mr. Timothy S. Flanders. It says, Strickland, I cannot resign, but, and of course this has to do with the great and wonderful Bishop Strickland from Texas. Mr. Flanders begins by saying, In a new statement from Bishop Strickland, His Excellency says the following, I have said publicly that I cannot resign as Bishop of Tyler because that would be me abandoning the flock that I was given charge of by Pope Benedict XVI. I have also said that I will respect the authority of Pope Francis if he removes me from office as Bishop of Tyler. I love Jesus Christ and the Catholic Church which he established. My only desire is to speak his truth and live God's will to the best of my ability. This would appear to indicate that His Excellency intends to submit to an unjust, tyrannical order for his resignation from the dictator Pope. It may also mean that he will refuse a request for his resignation, forcing the Vatican regime to order his removal publicly. If this is the case... It is important for the faithful to support His Excellency in whatever he decides, if and when the unjust order comes down. If he submits, he imitates Christ, 
and many saints who have humbly submitted to unjust treatment. And can anyone doubt that the good bishop will merit many graces for the faithful in this suffering? If he refuses to submit, he would manfully resist the Vatican regime of iconoclasm and the faithful would rally around him. Whatever he does, we need to be ready as the faithful to support him because no one can doubt he is a good bishop doing what he can do with God's help. And let me echo that a thousand percent. This is obviously a good man. This is obviously a holy bishop. And he is being unjustly persecuted like so many good people in the church by this tyrant in Rome, who we also have to pray for, of course, because till someone tells me otherwise, maybe the next Pope, Pope Francis is the Pope. Okay. And he's done a lot of horrific things and he needs our prayers. Mr. Flanders continues. Interestingly, the Texan Bishop also said this, quote, as you probably know, there was an apostolic visitation of the diocese conducted the week of June 19 through 24. Bishop Kisanas, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, K-I-C-A-N-A-S, retired from Tucson, Arizona, and Bishop Sullivan from Camden, New Jersey, spent the week interviewing various people about the condition of the diocese and concluded by interviewing me. I have not heard from any church official from Rome since the visitation concluded on June 24. I was not given a reason for the visitation, and I have not received any reports since. Last week, an article was published on a website called The Pillar, and the article alleged that a meeting was held with Pope Francis where some of the members of the Congregation for Bishops recommended that I be encouraged to resign as Bishop of Tyler. Let me be clear that I have received no communication from Rome regarding this. At this point, it is simply an article discussing supposed leaked information from the Vatican. So, Bishop Strickland has already submitted to an unjust procedure by the Vatican regime who invaded his jurisdiction without any reason whatsoever. This is an act of disgrace by the Bishop of Rome to his brother bishop in Texas. Yet it is par for the course for the dictator pope. We are at war with the third pornocracy. This is why we have to support Bishop Strickland, whatever he does. And there's a, hyper, a hyperlink given um, to the link which says the third pornocracy, what we are living through. And I'll just say a bit about that. This is from the other link at 1 Peter 5, pornocracy. The term was coined to refer to the period that Cardinal Baronius called the Dark Age, Seculum Obscurum, the 10th century papacy. Protestants attempted to use this term to discredit the church as entirely corrupt, but they failed to realize that the Holy Ghost had used the same accusation against the church of the old covenant, Israel. And uh, as we scroll down further in the article, it says the first pornocracy between 882-964. 
And then we have the second pornocracy, 1471 to 1563. And Mr. Flanders calls this time that we're living in now the third pornocracy from 1965, the end of Vatican II, to the present. So when will this end, friends? When will the persecution of faithful bishops, priests, and laymen by Pope Francis end? Well, Pope Francis is an old man. Whether he lives another year or another five years, he's not going to be around much longer. We have to pray for his conversion and pray that he he dies in the state of grace because he's he's done a lot of damage to the church. But Pope Francis doesn't run the church. Our Lord Jesus Christ runs the church. Our Lord Jesus Christ is in charge of everything. And he is permitting every single thing that happens in the world. He permits evil to happen in order to allow a greater good to come from it. That's how he shows forth his goodness his truth, and everything that he is, that God can bring good from evil. Of course, the foremost example among that is our Lord's own passion, death, and resurrection. You figure the worst thing that could possibly happen, deicide, our Lord Jesus Christ being murdered. And from that, we have the opportunity, if we respond to his grace, avoid mortal sin and die in the state of grace, we can go to heaven. So Pope Francis isn't in charge of the church or Cardinal Tobin or Cardinal Supich or me or you or anyone else. It's Jesus's church. Never, ever forget that and pray for good bishops like Bishop Strickland who are being unjustly and cruelly persecuted. Let us conclude, friends, by mentioning Helping Autism Through Learning and Outreach, available on the web at halo-soma.org. That's halo-soma.org. Also, please tune into episodes 277 and 548 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. The former is an interview by yours truly featuring my sister and my niece. They are fantastic. You'll absolutely love it. The last, the latter, an interview conducted by a gentleman from Word on Fire, and I dictate what that interview was pertaining to, a lot of it having to do with RPM, Rapid Prompting Method, Toby and Brielle and so many other Folks have worked so hard on rapid prompting method, a system of communication for non-speakers. Before my wonderful niece Brielle was eight, we didn't even know her favorite color. That is the honest to goodness truth. Now we know that she's a comprehensive genius who composes music, who's brilliant at mathematics, who's a poet, who has so many different skills and abilities that we would have known nothing about were it not for RPM because It's been a revolutionary breakthrough, like sign language was a revolutionary breakthrough in terms of being able to communicate for the deaf. Same thing for non-speakers with RPM, or I could compare it to Braille for the blind in terms of being able to read. 
communication is a human right. And it's something that I've always taken for granted. You, you probably have too. Let's not take it for granted. Non-speakers are in a world of silence until they break through to open communication. Until they break through to open communication. Imagine how frustrated and angry you would be if you were unable to tell your family what you wanted for breakfast, let alone what your hopes and dreams are. That's the situation that so many non-speakers find themselves in day after day. They don't have to suffer in silence anymore. RPM is out there, but you can't use a tool unless you know about it. So once again, H-A-L-O hyphen S-O-M-A dot org, helping autism through learning and outreach. And please tune into episodes 277 and 548 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. God bless you for doing so. And thank you so much for listening. Please tune in again tomorrow. I'll be here. Goodbye and God love you.